Each year, it seems that time, as we understand it, gets more murky. The lines between one year and the next become blurred, melting one into another. And yet, each year does have its own distinct characteristics, particularly when you look at each year by the numbers. Sharon Milstein, a gifted numerologist who joins us annually for her New Year forecast, is one who gleans universal knowledge through the lens of numbers. But she says that the fact that more people are starting to notice the patterns of numbers is certainly no accident. We are moving into an age, a metaphysical age, of numbers as a language. Sharon shares some great insights on this idea, as well as what we might look forward to in 2019, the coming three-year. Take a listen. Sharon, I know I must sound like a broken record, but I've got to ask this question yet again. Where on earth has the year gone? You know, 2018, it seems, has zoomed by in warped speed, leaving me to continue to ask yet another question. Is our perception of time speeding up or is time itself fast becoming a memory? So let me first welcome you back, my dear, for our annual end of the year show. It's always a treat to do this with you and jump right in with that question. We're going to talk about time. Is our time, our perception of time or all the above shifting, Ms. Milstein? (laughs) Alexis, I just want to say I am so happy to be here in this very moment, in this nanosecond of time, in this perfect moment of time that fleets so fast. It's amazing that you start the program with this because that's all I've been thinking about, Hmm. especially because I just, uh, well, right now and very recently and uh, having a very huge birthday, I call it. And, you know, every time we get into a different chronological stage, We think we know everything, and then we get to another plateau, and then it gets deeper, and then we get to another plateau. And I'm at a plateau about time right now. I am in shock about how old I am or will be in a matter of days. And I have, but it's very different than any of the other time that I've been thinking about, which is such a different dimension. It's it's fast, but it's slow. It's it's so it's so incredible the phenomena of time how slow it seems and how I look and see oh my god I have a daughter that's 52 years old I I just mm-hmm. and another one 44 years old and it's like what I remember holding in my arms like a holographic experience yeah time is going very fast okay Well, you know, I'm talking to people always sort of checking the temperature out there, Sharon, and I too am hearing, interestingly, not just from those who may have reached a plateau in terms of their age, maybe they're in middle age and up, but from younger people even, they're sort of blinking their eyes saying, what what happened? What's going on? So you, you know, you mentioned this holographic idea last year. I just listened to our 2018 uh, interview. And by the way, Journeyers, I would absolutely recommend that you go back if you haven't heard it already. Always great to compare, juxtapose the previous year with the year that we're in and where we'll be going. So, uh, But you mentioned this idea of the holographic 
idea of reality, which is not, you know, people talk about that, that we may actually be living in a hologram. How do you think this relates to time? Well, it's almost like the the holes, the portals of this world are opening up and revealing the past, but the past is, you know, we're trying to look in past history, archaeologists and such, so that we could understand our world. But, you know, this is, to me, like a very holographic. It's almost as if I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm an observer. And, you know, I, I just, I look at all the different people there are, and people that are from different places, not just because of their, uh, you know, lineage and, and culture and such like that, but there are different kind of beings in this world, and some of them are from love and nurturing and consciousness, and some of them are more of the animal kind of vibration. Uh, so there are certain people in uh, ancient uh, religions and cultures that believe that we have two neshamas, two souls, and one soul is the godly soul, and the other soul is the animal soul. Mm-hmm. And I run into people when I'm out and about, which is not too often, with the animal soul, which is so hard to penetrate and understand. I'm I'm a person of nature who really wants to understand. And this this past year, well, we're still in the year right now, and I always like to say the date. Uh, today is December 18, 2018. Interesting. And there's so much to say on it. It's it's complex. It's it's a duality. It's slow as we go through it and try to make our plans to get through our day's routine and just uh, our family and watching them. And then all of a sudden, everything is gone. Everything is different. And we're at a different plateau. It is just uh, peeking through this, this other dimension that keeps, you know, I heard your show with John Rappaport about bleeding through. And I look at it as, you know, these portals also that have opened up revealing the past, but also such incredible metaphysical information about things that are just not synchronicity that are, well, they are, but they there's another language going on here. And, mm-hmm. and numbers... Uh, our help. They do help us unravel some of these mysteries in the world right now, our secret language, which are the numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, there are so many different kind of languages. It's not, not just the spoken language. Uh, stones and minerals are also languages. And um, in ancient times, the, there were priests that wore breastplates and each stone represented a tribe, and their stones were also their secret language. Uh, when their enemies were upon them, uh, the stones would get dull, and if they had to make a decisions, the stones would get bright. And I think that there is a connection between nature and stones and minerals and crystals 
and numbers and colors, colors mm. all outside of the box. Absolutely. Well, we know that everything really boils down to light. It's, it's about frequency. But when we boil it down, uh, all things come down to, to light and our spectrum, perhaps our spectrum of, of, of how much we're able to see. The visible spectrum, they say, is very, very small in terms of what we humans see. But it seems right. through what you just said, Sharon, that maybe our the spectrum is start starting, well, maybe we're starting to see more of the spectrum, I guess is what I want to say, uh, through numbers particularly. You know, I love to talk about numbers. Let's get into that a little bit more. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the 11 year real quick. We're in an 11 year, Alexis, not right. a two year. Let me remind myself. I... <laughs> <laughs> but you but... know, in, in a sense, you were you were correct. I mean, even though numerology takes a compound number and breaks it down to a single digit to get the essence of the vibration, that's how we work. We work with formulas. Uh, the 11 slash 2, which is how it's supposed to be presented, the two is still significant, and mm-hmm. the the ones are are also significant, but the eleven as as a whole is a very masterly number, and it's this year two thousand and eighteen that we're still in at the very very end, and you know I did I did mention, you know it's almost like a sequence of time. In two thousand and seventeen, we were in a one year which had to do with the power of the people and water and unveiling things. And now 2018 has to do with um, a metaphysical, the master number. It has, it has to do, and I mentioned this on the last show, it has to do with um, being the seeker of God, mm. you know, uh, and getting whether people are connected or not, um, we we're all sort of uh, moving according to the great architect above, uh, so we are moving along that way. But the seeker of the truth, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to also understand the whys and the wheres of the universe, which is coming clearer this year of 2018. You know, I talked about the conspiracy of secrecy and how the boys' club is now turning into the girls' club, the swing of the seesaw, the unveiled information that we're getting, um, the political karma that's going on, mm-hmm. because that's being unveiled. Uh, the truth is coming out, and now the punitive results, jail, and po- it's political karma. That's yeah, what I call it. Still going it. on. Let me. I want to bring something up before we leave the the, the God conversation. I don't. I don't know that we'll ever leave it. But I do re- recall when you brought that up last year, Sharon, when you you mentioned something like, uh, um, how did you put it? That we will be not only seeking wisdom through th- from the source, but perhaps that source will be speaking. Uh, closer or, or uh, God will be speaking to us in a more direct way, I think is how you put it. And I find it interesting. This little just popped into my head today. After I heard you say that, I thought, isn't there a show called God Friended Me that just debuted when this year? In the eleven year, are you familiar with that show? Little no, not fiction? at all. It's a you know, it's obviously a takeoff on the whole idea of social media, and uh, I've never seen the show, but I, of course, the the title caught me, where this gentleman um, gets a text wanting to be friended by God, 
Very, very wow. interesting. And I thought, you know, even though this is obviously just a fictional series, the implication is that maybe we do have a direct line to God and that source is reaching out ever closer to us. God Friended Me, a series that debuted this year. I think that um, God is giving us messages in different ways. Mm-hmm. When when we see the portals opening up with information, when we unveil and uncover secrecy and conspiracies, you know, we dig. And that's what this year is, digging past the surface to understand the whys and the wheres of the universe. And we're, we're, getting, we're getting messages. Uh, we're getting messages not just from the newspaper, the radio, and the TV, which, you know, uh, it's all uh, trying to be, in a sense, politically correct. And uh, I don't know how much truth the truth is, but we, we here at your program want to be very truthful. And I have to tell you that I came across this information that talks about the portals and the language and the information that we have gotten in this year of 2018. And I have to tell you this, that on July 8th in Coney Berry Hill, which is near the Stonehenge, you know, area mm-hmm. uh, in England, uh, the circle, there, there was, there was a, a crop circle. And the crop circle that just recently was exposed in July um, is exactly the same weapon warning sign or chemical warning symbol, which has three circles, and then in the middle is another circle, and it's sort of that warm warning uh, of chemical weapons uh, kind of thing. It's a symbol. Mm-hmm. Well, that exact depiction was revealed this July, and here's the amazing part about it. Here's the unbelievable backstory. It was found shortly after the death of this person, Dawn Sturgis, who came into contact with deadly nerve agent, and he died. He died of deadly nerve agent, hmm. he or she. So this came from live science, uh, this information. Is this chemical warning symbol a language to humanity about the chemicals that are killing us and the earth? Could be. Very well. Don't I mean, you think that's an amazing story? Uh, there, there are so many synchronistic ironies, you know, warnings. This coming one from really got me. This one mm. was more... It was so much more blatant. You know, you didn't have to figure things out too much. It was, I mean, mm. you know, the person dies, and then all of a sudden the, the chemicals. I mean, it was just, I know there's a lot of, of things like that going on, but that's what's happening, you know, this particular year of 2018. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has been unveiled, and, um, you know, things, I talked about the earth, and even, on, you know, the White House lawn had sinkholes, you know, and volcanoes and, you know, unearthing artifacts. Um, mm-hmm. I found out that July there was an earthquake in Mexico and it cracked a pyramid, which I didn't know there were pyramids in that Mexico. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, mm-hmm. and in it the Yucatan. revealed it. Excuse me? In the Yucatan, as well as other places, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was pretty new, but it 
when when the pyramid cracked from this earthquake, it exposed and revealed an ancient temple. And it's like we are we are the portholes uh, or the portals are being opened up in different ways, and the language, other than speaking, is is trying to give us messages, just like the time is when we talked about time and repeated numbers and such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to definitely talk about that. I want to take the, the numbers conversation right into this three year, which I think we I think we're going to get to it right now. I think it's time that we do. Let's do this. Let's dive in to this three year. And I want to tell you before we get started, Sharon, you know what first came to mind when I recognized this being the three year? The, yes. tr- the Trinity. I would oh, love yeah. to hear your immediate thoughts on this. But before I, before you do, I, I have to make a reference to, as I was researching the significance of the Trinity as a religious concept, you know, many think immediately of the Trinity as a Christian concept, of course, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But interestingly, the Trinity as a structure exists in many cultures and religions, including uh, Aztec, Egyptian, Buddhist, Gnostic, Hebrew, Hindu, Mayan, Nordic. Wouldn't this be amazing? This is what came to me. Tell me what you think. If the Trinity, if this three year in some way will illuminate the idea of the the Trinity, this being a common thread throughout most religions, the symbolic significance to me is that maybe we're finally going to bring all cultures together and erase this division that has just been ripping us apart. I just kind of went off on a tangent there, but it just immediately came flooding in when I thought three-year Trinity, boom, boom, boom. It must have, well, uh, <laughs> you must have gotten the vibrations of me of what I've been studying, actually. Um, you know, this... Uh, it's so amazing you say that because, you know, the three major religions, uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, um, those are, you know, the three major uh, religions, and which are three, of course, and then it's a triad, you know, really. A triad, it has yes. To, mm. Yeah, it has to do with also, as you mentioned, the Hebrew uh, patriarch. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and each one of those patriarchs um, had a message and lived by a certain rule, and it had to do with compassion, it had to do with order and justice, and it had to do with the truth. And when God made the world, you know, the first, there was light, and I'm not sure what the second one might have been earth, but when when he, on the third day and it's in all the holy books and and it was very different the third day he said it was very good 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 he said it twice on the third day and what i found out also is that when a third child is born and i didn't have three children but when a third child is born it's supposed to be a, superior and lucky, a very special kind of information there. But um, you talking about religion, that I could not believe this whole thing about, yes, the message of these patriarchs and trying to understand that we're all the same and we all come from the same place. You know, number one is heaven, 
Number two is earth. And number three is the unity. Three mm-hmm. is the unity for many, many things. Right. It, it's, it's almost like, you know, in marriage, the husband, the wife, and God, the unity. Mm-hmm. It's unifying, and it, it's a unifying number, and it's the thought of the world. It really has to do with the world and how things are, are shown to us. So I... Um, truly understand and and ad- adhere to what you're saying um this three year is a very very creative year that's coming to us and of course it all has to uh, and it depends now uh 2019 we see is a three year because we add all those numbers up the 2019 mm-hmm. uh, which comes to a 12 which comes to a three if we break down the 12 and The three is the joining of things. It is the absolute joining, but we still look at the one and two. The one meaning the individual and the individuality, and the two meaning that it's a dual number, and without other people, we would not be able to share information and navigate through the world, see, which comes to the three. So the three is a very pleasant number, and um, it, it really has to do with it has to do with nature, and it has to do with um, you know that expression "stop and smell the roses." Mm-hmm. Well, with people that have a number three in their life, and we can get into how people can find that out uh, fundamentally, but it has to do with. Nobody has to tell them to stop and smell the roses because they see beauty in all things, all things. That has to do with a consciousness and it has to do with a stability of mind to be able to see this. Uh, So the three, being very creative, being a number of creativity, self-expression, uh, it has to do with the dreamers being a dreamer and, and manifesting the dream. It has to do with communication uh, and sociability. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very important number. It's a holy number as, as far as I'm concerned. My mother used to say, Sharon, it, her favorite number was, well, I, I think she said her favorite number was 33, double three, but threes. She loved that yeah. number. And you know, Always, as I'm talking to you, I'll have these epiphanies as I'm staring at the number three right now. Yes. When I see the number three, what I see is half of eight. I just was thinking the same thing. Were you really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's, it, yes. It's because you look at the shape. Eight. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an open, open eight. Yes. Elaborate on that, if you would. What? What? What significance might we derive from from an open eight as a three, you think? Well, I just think that there's room in there to not be locked into a certain standard. You know, it has to do with outside the box, really. It has to do with, with an opening of energy, um, because eight is the number of energy, but this is a creative kind of energy that we're going into, where people and countries and states and counties and such will all be able to uh, work together uh, with more harmony 
coming to different conclusions and maybe breaking away from this standard, this matrix, as you say. Uh, so there's an opening, and yet it's a very rounded kind of, of, of symbol. And, and, you know, we think of the two that uh, is part of this uh, formula to make us uh, or have us into a, a three-year and uh, it has to do with, it's almost like a two on the top part, really. Uh, that's, that has to do with a, a dual number working together. So I think that we might see this as far as a breakdown in, in certain standard strategies uh, that countries and politicians go by. You know, I mean, who, who's broken this uh, Who's broken the mold? Uh, of course, the man in the White House, I call him like Whoopi Goldberg says, the man in the White House. But uh, <laughs> the guy in the White House. So uh, the thing is, it, you know, look, no matter good, bad, or indifferent, everybody's put here for a purpose. And uh, even the guy in the White House, uh, you know, breaking rules, changing things, and you know, untruths and whatever. But um, the thing is that it's it's very interesting uh, to look at the three and to understand that it's it's opened. It's wide open for change, and that's the most important thing that I could say. Mm-hmm. That that it's wide open for change, and that's why we're seeing things now. Like you said, the younger people are even noticing how time is moving so quickly. And I remember when I was younger, you know, you just didn't think about that at all. Uh, You didn't think about anything but what you were going to do right there and then. You didn't think about stiffness or illness or time or it it just was discovering oneself at a young age. So we we see this um, the discoveries uh, that are opening up to us the portals, um, you know even this thing about time with numbers repeating itself, you know, so many years ago we didn't have digital clocks, and so we didn't really pay attention to numbers uh, being repeated uh, in in the time mm-hmm. uh, reference. Uh, we didn't pay attention because we didn't see it blatantly. But, you know, progress and uh, digital digital uh, energies that are being manifested and uh, whether it's AIs or or other phenomena, uh, we we are seeing these numbers repeating themselves. Mm-hmm. So back to the three, it's an opening. It's an it's a portal in a sense. It's it's opened. It's a portal. It's open for discovery. It's open mm-hmm. for understanding who we are right now by what we what we, our history was then. You know, seeing that temple from the earthquake that cracked the pyramid in Mexico this year and to see that there's an ancient temple to discover these things that we didn't know existed before and try to understand it is bringing us to understand maybe the world or even understanding or trying to understand this holographic experience that I feel like I'm having myself. Hmm. Interesting. 
Let's let's go to the AI thing for a bit, Sharon, because you did make reference to this last year um, in in some interesting ways. But I really want to. We we know that we are swiftly moving into an age where AI is playing more of a prominent role than ever, and I can see it now. There are people that are on both sides of the fence when it comes to if it's a good thing, if it's not a good thing. I tend to think that where we always want to make progress, is this the area that we need to be making it in? And how far are we going to let artificial intelligence dominate our lives? Um, you know, this, but this is a this is a big deal. So we're certainly oh not going to be goodness. taking any steps backwards. We're going to be moving even more headfirst into an AI uh, a life. What do you see happening in terms of AI in oh 2019? Yeah. Um, I just see it as more escape holes um, from the past, but bringing us probably back to, I know this sounds really crazy because our history, even though there were uh, crop circles and even though there were the Bermuda Triangle and many things that have happened from the past, um, we 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 look at it in awe, but we also look at it as maybe some understanding and direction for us right now. But it's also pushing us forward to sort of uncharted territory. But yet, that uncharted territory could have really been from the past. Um, understanding the crop circles, understanding, you know, Stonehenge and how how things will move, pyramids, how could they build something like that where they couldn't even do it now with modern technology. They use numbers and formulas and we see so many things, these electric cars and electric, not well, electric or self-driving driverless cars, cars, right, which is scary. Driverless cars and vacuum cleaners that are vacuuming a house. It's like the Jetsons, you know. (laughs) It's so amazing that somebody could think of of shows like that, their imagination, the fertility of mind to make TV shows many years ago, the Jetsons, and so many, you know, other kind of Star Trek and things that are being you know, used now that were in somebody's cellular memory then. Mm-hmm. So I believe that that's also connection. How far are we going? I ask that question all the time. You know, for this big birthday that I'm arriving upon, one of very good friends bought me a smartphone, something I never <laughs> wanted, you know. <laughs> I've talked about all of these electronics, which I I just don't really pay too much attention to. And I never really wanted a smartphone. And so, okay, they bought me a smartphone and the back of it with all these glitter things falling. And it's like, okay, it's pink. It's pretty. Okay, (laughs) fine. I don't know how to use it. I just want to get a phone call and maybe make a phone call or get a text. That's it, period. And I'm sitting there, and um, the other day I'm talking to my daughter on the landline, which I'm on right now, and this has happened a few times now. The cell phone, which was turned off, is talking back to me. (laughs) Now, I know people have experienced this probably, but I felt like a huge invasion of privacy, and I thought to, and I said to my daughter, I cannot believe that this phone keeps, it's off. I am not using this phone. What did it say it's to you? Off. What did it say to you, Sharon? 
whatever my last sentences are, it repeats the whole sentence. <laughs> We've heard of or that. Yeah, it is... looks, or it looks up a word that I might have mentioned to, on the phone, on the landline phone. Without you asking. Okay, so... I didn't ask. This is happening. Yes, yes. Now yeah. you understand, because I know you know that I'm not an electronic person. <laughs> and although this, although this modern progress has brought us to certain convenient places, it's also an inconvenience as well. And so these UFOs, uh, not UFOs, but these smartphones and these <laughs> driverless cars. How did, wait, these, whoa, 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 whoa. How did we go from UFO? <laughs> that was a Freudian slip, because that's the next thing we're going to talk <laughs> Yeah, well, How did we go from smartphone? Also okay. <laughs> yes, I have a very big interest in, in all of these, um, you know, areas that are very mysterious and metaphysical. And I, I really like to dig also, just like the 11 year that we're in right now, dig past the surface to understand the whys and the wheres of the universe. But mm -hmm. You know, why is my phone talking to me when it's not on? Why is it repeating my last words? Who's really listening? Exactly. You know, as far as we move forward, which we do and we are, and I think that babies are even being created with artificial intelligence or something, I heard. I'm thinking, my goodness gracious, do I recognize the world? You know, I was born in the 40s, which is hard to believe when people ask me my date of birth. Uh, for various reasons, I can't believe what's coming out of my mouth, this holographic experience, this age plateau that I'm at, looking at the world with, you know, wide open, eating it up like a chocolate chip cookie. I mean, <laughs> I came from a place where things had a stability. A law was a law, a rule was a rule. Yes, it was a matrix of a certain way of organizing and, and, and moving along in the world, but Nothing makes sense right now. Everything is new, yet it's old. Uh, I can't tell you how interested I am, but also I am wondering about what we're going to uncover and what kind of, what kind of challenges that might arise from this. Everything I'm hearing you talk about today, Sharon, to me, one word keeps coming up, and that is, well, two words paradox and dichotomy, particularly yes. dichotomy, we are seeing progress and yet I, I hear regress. Yes, uh, yes. I'm, I'm seeing evolution and devolution. Yes. Love and extreme hate. All of these yes. things that are coexisting. Uh, yes. And I, I have a feeling that we're going to see, you know, that's going to become even more um, pronounced perhaps in this three year. And when you talk about the three year being a year of creativity and opportunity, what I tell me what you think is it may be presenting the opportunity to make the choice to participate in that. But then there's so many things that are keeping people from even observing that this is going on to be able to participate. Again, paradox, dichotomy, choice, everything is just there. It's like a big pot of stew. <laughs> So, you know, people, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Comment, please. Just that people are locked in. The people that don't recognize a lot of the things is because they're like ostriches with heads in the ground. 
they just go by the standard, you know, of what was given to us. Uh, John Rappaport talks about, you talk about, it has to do with what was formulated as a way of, of life and order. And there are people that haven't been able to look outside of this uh, fixed uh, world and those that are able to look outside, um, people that are, I call myself an adult indigo child because I was a different kind of child that um, was not understood. And there are many of us that have an idea of being special, having gifts, seeing things in a different way, um, embracing creativity and trying to connect the dots. And since no parents are taught how to be parents and they sort of follow, you know, one step in front of the other, they certainly aren't prepared for the different kind of child that we see now. Right. As far as I'm concerned, we're, a lot of us are from different planets. And, you know, you can call them different parents, but, you know, deep, digging deep again. We're coming from different places with different ways of, of doing things. Um, I don't know how we got on this particular subject, but, you know, I start channeling as I start talking. And mm. I bring whatever is coming to my mind. And this this world is, is really... Um, you know, talk about putting one foot in front of the other. You don't know where to put your foot. Mm. Because everything has changed. I mean, think about being born in the 40s, and now it's 2000 and almost 19. And I've seen so many different worlds, really, at this point. So, I mean, this is really uh, 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 um, a challenge. But it's also interesting and it's also exciting, especially if it comes to medicine, where they could pinpoint a cancer cell and not endanger uh, a person, um, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, difficulties in, um, in their uh, way of getting treated. Uh, so, you know, there is certain, like you said, the, the dichotomy uh it's 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 really we don't it's dizzying it's, it's dizzying it's shocking i have to just say yeah it is it is so let's there there are so many things and it it, it can be i think dizzying is the right word because you're not quite sure again what did you coming, just say coming back well, let me just say this coming back to yeah. this idea of time not necessarily representing what it used to we think of things as moving in one direction from left to right here in the West, particularly, we read, we read that way, we look that way. We, and yet time seems to be, as you're talking about all of these things, you're not sure where to put your foot because maybe we're not expected to, to walk one foot in front of the other anymore. We've got to be simultaneously in different places, just like time is simultaneous. There's something, there's something that's present. It seems it's presenting itself to us, Sharon, to beg us to to live in a different way, unlike something humans it, maybe have never seen before. It's very holographic. It truly yes. is because we're we're back and we're forward. We're back and we're back in history. We're forward. We're back in history. We're forward. 
Is there a rule? Is there a law? Is there a regulation? Is there anything? Is there any kind of stability, whether it's what we agreed with or not, the system and the matrix? The thing is that there's, where do we step? Do we step from side to side now? When we see numbers repeating on clocks, I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, it could have happened a long time ago, but we didn't have the digital age at that time. Well, people are. Uh, see- yes. I will say, people are seeing not to to uh, interrupt you, but people are talking about seeing the repeating numbers all over license plates, billboards, you know, receipts. So it seems to be coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. I think this is just an incredible phenomenon. Let's do this because I I always have to I have to look at the clock. <laughs> the the convenient right. digital clock in front of me helps me uh, uh, make sure we don't go over. Yeah, it's but, shocking that we went through forty five minutes already or something. I, know, I just looked I know. at the clock. This you but, and I are always on the same uh, on the same page. I mean, it's unreal. <laughs> But let me, I think this would be a good time. You you serendipitously brought in UFO when you were talking about smartphone talking to you. So let's let's segue to that because this is something that my audience is very interested in. They're, they're, as you all know out there, we cover the field of uh, the field of ET ufo- ufology, broadly speaking. And I know that Sharon, in recent years, you've become uh, very interested in this subject. And those of us that are really, really entrenched in this field Obviously, we're talking about this whole idea of what is called disclosure. Disclosure coming from a source that will let it be known to the world that unequivocally we are living uh, with others, that they have been walking amongst us, perhaps, that they certainly exist, and that we may have a very, very integral role uh, uh, with them. So there is this, this idea that there will be a revelation do you think 2019 may show us something significant in that regard? This is a big one for, well, for a lot of us. It, well, you know, as far as UFOs are concerned, there's compelling evidence, really, right. uh, of, of, of different uh, sightings and such. But, you know, I, and, and I understand that. Uh, in fact, uh, CNN reported uh, in 2004, actually, this man, Lewis, Elzondo, mm-hmm. who was a, have you heard of him? Of course. He I'm was, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was the former Pentagon military intelligence officer. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he, he also was uh, captivated by these aircraft that were, were, as he puts it, not currently in their inventory, right? Uh, in the inventory of, you know, the world or the United States, these aircrafts. But, you know, it was a funny thing that he said, if Trump can be president, then UFOs can exist. <laughs> and and I, just, <laughs> I just, wow, that, that was quite something. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, our audience, so, just, just so you know, our audience is very familiar with Louis, Louis Elizondo, of course, was a part of the, um, what is called the A-tip program. That, that, of course, was part of the big news that was released last year by the New York Times. So we, we've been talking about that a lot. Um, and and his allegations, or not allegations, but he's hinting that something, he's actually hinting that something significant may be coming in 2019 in terms of revelation about uh, the existence of, we say loosely UFOs, I say non-human intelligence, because yeah. it's not so much about the unidentified flying object as it is about what's occupying it. Being aware yeah. of others 
do you think, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to drill down on you here. Do, what is your sense, Sharon? You're very intuitive in terms of our becoming more aware in 2019 that these sorts of things exist. Do you have any sense? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, understanding, I've always uh, interested in, in world events uh, from the time I was a child, actually. And I remember Betty and Barney Hill story. That was the first, you know, mm-hmm. in my young life at the time, 1961, I believe. And how, you know, uh, they were followed by a flying vessel, uh, which they called Greys, uh, were inside of the vessel, these uh, ETs. And, mm-hmm. and that there was thorough and intimate exams that they went through. And, and so, and then there were many, many other sightings and such. And phenomena all over the world. Uh, the thing is that I believe that they're already here disguised as humans. Mm-hmm. I believe that they procreated with humans. I believe that there's a whole other science evolution happening outside of what we understand and what we're trying to understand. I feel that this number three, which is sort of a broken eight, um, and eight is, is more of a fixed number, you know, locked in, actually, a very, very uh, huge energy number. But the three is opened, and I think that there are many of us right now that understand uh, that there are going to be more um, unveiling of these mystical uh, understandings of ETs and UFOs, I believe they're here right now, because when I see certain people's actions and thoughts, I'm in shock. I'm thinking, really? I mean... So what are you saying? You're, are you intimating that they, in fact, may not be human, fully human, based on their behavior? Is that what you're saying? Um, now, uh, based on the behavior of the people that I'm seeing that Mm -hmm. are very different in thought and action. Mm -hmm. I believe that they're part human because they're disguised as humans. And I know this sounds really far out maybe to some, but I know they're not from this, I can't say planet, but from, I don't feel that they're the same kind of humans as I am or you are. Um, uh, I just feel like they have an agenda, and I, I feel some of it is not gentle uh, or compassionate or conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that um, that they're here already, I feel. And mm-hmm. yes, we might, you know, I think it was either in 2017, I'm not sure, uh, there was a whole hoopla about Trump exposing the UFO thing in Roswell or wherever it was. That's right. Mm-hmm. But we, we never heard anything more about it, really. Yeah. I mean, it was all a, a, it was a farce, but at least it was mentioned. Right. Um, so, yes, I do believe that there's going to be a lot more um, uh, information and sightings, but it's going to be more blatant than it was before because... There's been a veil over that also. There are so many veils, but there are openings, these portals in the veils where we're actually, those of us 
who really want to dig past the surface to understand the whys and where's of the universe are going to do it. We are going to see it. So this number three year has to do with a creativity that we will all own. And, and if a person is uh, either a number three or in a three-personal year, uh, they will be able to be in harmony with this. And there are certain formulas that we might not have time to get into for, for people to, to find that out. But well, go ahead. No, I think I think that would be a good idea in our remaining moments. I, I always want to leave our audience with something productive that they may be able to do or something that they can plug right. themselves into as it relates to the macro, the, the, the year itself. Uh, maybe you can go yes. into that a little bit. Go, go for it, Sharon. Okay, so, you know, and this is only a certain part of it because I've been studying for 50 years now. I can't believe I have to say that. But um, to find out if you are a number three, and you could still be a number three with other formulas, but because of time, I'll just give some little ideas. You know, I just taught a class on numerology, and there was a lot of interest. Uh, people want to know how to figure things out, but you can't misuse this power. It took me 50 years to to understand but if you were born on the third, you're number three. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your personal vibration number is number three. But if you were born on the 12th, which is a higher octave, you're still a three. Or the 21st of the month, you're still a three. Or the 30th of the month, you are the three of the highest octave. Interesting. So you, you probably are a very creative person. Uh, and you're probably a person who has a conscious level, and you're probably a person who will be able to innovate and create new ideas and new systems, uh, you know, uh, whether it's fashion, design, or, or just uh, being able to uh, invent and innovate a new concept that makes life easier but doesn't cause a lot of mm. challenges. So uh, a, a person born on any of those days in any particular month or year, it doesn't matter, they will be a three, and since they're going into a three-year in 2019, they will be in perfect harmony. Okay, that was and, the question I was going to ask. So it, it, it would assume, we could assume that if you are a three in, in any way, that be, living in a three-year would perhaps multiply the potency of that year for you, if, if you could put it that way. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, That's let, really let me go uh, one step further. Mm-hmm. You could also be a number three in many other ways, and I'm going to give you another very simple way that the audience out there can figure it out. And they could also call, you know, go online and, and make an appointment to have a reading. I'd be very happy to tell them their numbers. I do tell people their numbers. But if you take a person's whole date of birth mm-hmm. and break it down to a single digit, so, you know, we could just, uh, like, if if their month is a single digit, then, then okay, we, we add that Okay, let, let me make it easier. <laughs> Let's t- why don't we take an example of a birth date? Let's take, um, I don't know, April 24, 1963. April 24th, 1963. Okay. That's probably so the best way to ca- do it. 
Okay, that's right. So, and I was trying to find a date really quickly in my mind that would come out to three, and this necessarily won't. But uh, so you write down four dash twenty four dash nineteen sixty three. Okay, then after the first four April, you put a forward slash, uh, and then after the twenty four for the day, you put a forward slash. So that means you have three boxes underneath that date of birth, right? Three sections. Mm-hmm. So the first section, which is April, you bring down the four. The second section, which is the 24th of the month, you bring down a six, right? Mm-hmm. Because 24 comes to a six in numerology. Two plus four is six, then, yes. Mm-hmm. Then uh, in the 1963 comes out to a one if you add... One and nine is ten, and six is sixteen, and then nineteen, and then you take the one and nine, and it's a one, right? One and nine. Well, let's, so, one and nine is a ten, and then just so people know, I'm sure everyone does, but ten and six are sixteen. And you, uh huh, okay, right? Because one and nine is ten, and then add the six, sixteen, and then. The three is 19. If you add all the, that little box up of, of the year, you come out to a one. Is that correct? I believe so. I don't. Okay. Uh, so are you confused about this? Because you're probably I'm not conf- doing what we're speaking. No, I'm just listening to you. I, I do okay. this all the time. So I just want to make sure that the audience understands. Okay. You're basically all right. so adding everything they, up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so if they add every number that they already broke down to a single digit across, they will have 11, and that would be their life path number or destiny number, as you may. Any person who adds up their whole date of birth, like I just mentioned, and comes out to a 3, because maybe it comes out to a 30 or a 12 or a 21, and then that will be broken to a 3, that would make them also a number 3. So not just their personal vibration number, which is the day they came into, but also the whole date of birth broken down to a single digit. If they had a three, they would also have more harmony of creativity and self-expression and and networking than maybe somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, The other other thing I'm going to try to get in here, we're at the very end, is if everybody in the audience just takes their month and day, whatever month you're born on and whatever day you're born on, okay, so that, so say January 6th, okay, just the month and day, mm-hmm. that comes to a 7. If you add that 7 to a 3, because the universal year in, ni- in 2019 is a 3, that will be a number one year that they're going into. However, if they add their month and day together and bring it down to a single digit, and that is a number three, then they may be in line with the universal year for 2019, which is a three. So there's many ways of seeing if you have a three. And there's even more ways that we don't have time right now to go through. Mm. Well, that's why people need to reach out to you. So you can give them all the different ways, Sharon Milstein. <laughs> that's yeah. what uh, that's what people need to do. Because it, it can be com- complex, but um, very enlightening, for sure. I'm, you better believe I'm going to grab my pen and, and pad and 
figure out all my numbers as <laughs> well. So I know that I'm a yeah. seven. I think my life my life number is a seven. But well, yeah, I'll I'll play with that offline. You know, it's, yeah. what a numerologist does is it's, it's like a puzzle that I put together. It's like a life chart. Mm. It's like a map, but a map of the person's life. So I can help people with their direction and their focus and uh, help them unblock some of the blockages that they have from their prior history. Mm. You've been doing this for a long time, and you're good at it yes. because I believe you love it, and I, I believe you believe in it, and I think it's powerful, and I think that what you're talking about will not soon go out of style because I think as we move forward in time regardless of how time truly exists, the numbers are going to be even more prominent for us. I know for sure that more people are starting to pay attention to numbers as more than just digits. Um, so something really amazing is going on. Sharon, let people know where they can find you because I have a feeling you're going to get, you may get some phone calls or some emails that people are going to want to talk to you. Yeah, that would be great. Um, my, my uh, email is info, I-N-F-O at, Sharon Milstein with two L's dot com. Info at Sharon Milstein dot com. When are you getting your website together, my friend? <laughs> so people I know. Can... <laughs> well, it's antiquated, just like me. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm not moving along the lines of other people with all these electronic, digital, whatever. Uh-huh. I like to say cozy in my world. They can always get my email. At least I have that. Okay. Um, I do have a website, but it's old, but they can look at it. It's um, www.sharonmilstein.com. Okay. We'll have a link. At least, Mm. yeah, they can still see some of the things that I do and what I have to say. But we're really all here to help each other. And I'm I'm here to help people with doing some readings that are life-changing, actually. Sure are. Well, you've hit it, hit the nail on the head for me. We obviously have spent many hours talking about uh, stuff happening in my world. And I'm going to tell you, you hit, you hit the nail on the head for this year for sure. So, but we'll leave that for, that's, that's another conversation. Okay. Sharon, listen, don't hang up. Obviously, we're going to have a quick chat before, before we actually say our proper goodbye. But I do want to say once again, this is, I believe, our sixth show. Six yep. years we've been doing this. Hard to believe. Where has the time gone? I guess I'm going to yes. start every show with you by saying, "Where? what on earth has happened to the time? Where has the time gone? Yep. Well, the time is going into 2019 swiftly. And for that, uh, we're looking forward. We, we thank you so much, Sharon Milstein, for all you've done for, for us, for our audience, for the world. And um, we wish you a happy new year, a happy three year. <laughs> happy new year happy three year for everybody and i'm happen to be a number three so oh i will feel it yes i yes. love it. and happy birthday happy thank birthday. you that's great many blessings to you my dear and many blessings to all of you out there in the higher journeys audience we appreciate you take care now